Welcome to Traveling Culturati, where we explore cultures and share travel news, travel tips, destinations, and travel chats. Visit TravelingCulturati.com for more information. Well, hey there, fellow Culturati. Javon Harley here, your host and travel pro for Traveling Culturati. You know what I'm going to tell you to do. Join the Travel Club. Yes, so you'll be the first to know when we're on the go. And you can join us to some fantastic destinations, meet some wonderful people, and just have a wonderful time. Make sure you go to TravelingCulturati.com and also follow us on social media. Well, I am in the Seychelles, where it is sometimes sunny, sometimes rainy, many times humid, but always hot and wonderful. I am having a blast. I have to tell you, I don't know what took me so long to get here, but I'm certainly glad that I'm here now. Last week, we re-aired my interview with David Germain, the Regional Director for Tourism Seychelles, who's also a Seychelles National to prepare you for this week's show. So today, we'll share more about the Seychelles, my personal experience, and the culture. I'll have a collection of interviews for you so that you can really experience how I experienced the Seychelles. I'm truly having a magical time, and I'm going to share it all with you. We'll also have Javon's Travel Minute and the Culture Report, but it's all about the Seychelles, even our travel news. So to give you an overview of my Seychelles experience, I'll start with the places I visited. Flew into Seychelles International Airport on the island of Mahe, the largest island of the Seychelles, which is an area of 157 square kilometers, which is about 60.7 square miles. And it's northeast of the Seychelles nation in the Somali Sea, part of the Indian Ocean. The capital city is Victoria and accommodates 86% of the country's local population. So it's the main island. After spending one night at Lila Resort, we headed to Constance Ephelia, which is located beside two really nice beaches on the northwest coast of Mahe Island. And it's overlooking the National Marine Park of Port Launay, and it's about a 40-minute transfer from the Seychelles International Airport. I absolutely loved Constance Ephelia. Why? It's a five-star hotel. Yes, always love five-star accommodations. It's on 296 acres of lushness, and it's a destination of its own. The property has mangroves, lots of vegetation. There are four restaurants, five bars, pools, everywhere. That's one of the things I really loved about it is that you don't have to travel far to get to a pool because it's on a lot of acreage. Now, I'm not sure how many, but you really just don't have to travel far at all. And some of the villas have their own pool. The accommodations range from very spacious, luxurious, standard accommodations, each with a balcony, to one, two, three bedroom suites and villas with even more luxurious accommodations. And there's also spa villas with their own treatment rooms. They're located on the beach, so you can have beach and or garden view. And I have to talk about the spa. The spa at Constance Ephelia in the Seychelles is the largest in the Indian Ocean. It features 18 treatment rooms, ranging from single and double rooms to a salon and nail bar, a yoga pavilion, sauna, thermal pool, jet pool, and a salon complete with all of your services. 
And I have to tell you that I had one of the best massages I've ever had, period. I'm not lying to you. I really did. And then afterwards, I love the area where you can take a circuit in their pools, from the thermal pools, walking on rocks to really promote circulation in your feet and legs, and then a cold plunge pool to really invigorate you after a wonderful massage or spa service. I also stayed at Lila Resort, which is by Marriott Bonvoy, a tribute portfolio. It's a four-star hotel property. So after we went to Constance Ephelia, we came back to Lila Resort. And it's more of a village-style property, also on the island of Mahe, on the Anse Royal area. And it's more of a village feel located near beach. Lots of restaurants, bars, and shops. They have their own restaurant and bar here, of course, but it's quaint and it has spa, fitness center, and a lovely pool in its courtyard, along with a poolside bar and a really nice terrace lounge overlooking the pool. Now, for my experiences, I do have quite a few upcoming interviews that will share those experiences with you. But to give you a summary, we took a ferry to Silhouette Island with Hilton Resorts, and there we had many experiences at their property there. They are the only property there, and uh, I do have an interview with the general manager. But we had a beach barbecue, music, drumming education, cooking demonstration, just a whole day of pure fun. And we also visited Hilton's North Home property which is on Mahe. So we took the ferry back to Mahe. It's built into the rocks, surrounded by lush gardens and forests, and it has stunning views of the Indian Ocean, as do all of their rooms. All of their rooms point toward the ocean. Absolutely beautiful property. Now, we also visited a place called Mission Lodge. It's situated just below the summit of San Susi, and has beautiful views, stunning views of Mahe's West Coast. And it was once the site of a farm and boarding school for liberated enslaved children that opened in March 1876. It was first known as Vins Town and then renamed Capuchin, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. But there are breathtaking views of the mountain and the ocean from there. We also visited Victoria the capital, one of the smallest capitals in the world. And there we shopped in the Sir Sulin Clark Market, where you can buy groceries of all kinds, spices and souvenirs. And then we also visited Cap Lazure Nature Reserve. And I have a couple of interviews from there as well. I experienced one of the most memorable and, for me, spiritual cultural experiences that I've ever done. And it's called the Mucha. As David Germain explained last week, the Mucha is Seychelles' most cultural experience and expressions and a significant part of their heritage. It's the African heritage of the Seychelles. There was drumming, singing, and we danced around a bonfire on the beach. When I was asked to participate, I graciously accepted. I was really hoping that I would be asked to participate. Somebody say, 
was emotional for me. And no one really noticed, but I got a little tearful. And while I was barefoot in the sand, dancing around the bonfire, hearing their songs, dancing with the ladies, I felt the magic of the night, and I fell in love with the people of the Seychelles Islands. I really am asking myself, what took me so long to get here? But I'm really glad that I made it here and had a wonderful experience. So I'm going to go ahead and start with some of the interviews and experiences that I had here in the Seychelles. And I'm going to tell you that, yes, expect to see a trip to the Seychelles, either late 24 or 25. We're going to pick the best time to go. But before we do, I want to share with you some of my travel tips. I know I normally do it in the next segment, but what I'm going to do is go ahead and give you my travel tips for the Seychelles. Very simple, because what I found is it is easy to get here. And now... Javon's Travel Minute. My travel tips for traveling to the Seychelles is to choose the island you'll visit and stay on based on what you want out of your vacation. So if you want some nightlife, along with beaches and great accommodations, you want to go to Mahe, which is the main island where I stayed at two different properties. But if you want something a bit more chill and laid back, if you're not so much interested in the nightlife or anything like that, then you definitely want to go to Pralin, which I had a day visit to and thought was one of the most beautiful beaches. And the waters, oh my goodness, were crystal clear. While the U.S. dollar is accepted, you may need to note that older bills may not be accepted. So look at the date that your bills are printed or ask for the most current printed currency. Euros are widely accepted as are Visa and MasterCard. And then, of course, you can exchange currency and get rupees either by ATM or with a currency exchange. It's currently 14.5 to 1 U.S. dollar, and that's the Seychelles rupees. Rain happens at various times and mostly in short bursts, so be prepared. Also bring some bug repellent along with you. There are two main seasons that are governed by the opposing trade winds. So from November to March, the northwest winds bring along with them warmer but wetter weather with the heaviest rainfalls in December and January. The southeast winds that blow from April to October generally bring cooler, drier weather, although there is hardly a month without some rain in the Seychelles, even if it's just a brief shower. Winds during this period can be quite brisk, as they say, with more active seas or livelier seas, as they say, so stronger currents. And during the changeover months, which are March, April, and October, November, the sea conditions are usually calm with little wind. And although diving conditions are great all year round, these are the months that are best known for crystal clear conditions. A travel authority is required, not a visa, but a travel authority, and it's obtainable online for just about $10. Very easy to do, and you get it within 24 hours. Island hopping is a great way to experience multiple islands, and you can do so by ferry. They're just some of the basic tips and my takeaways. The Seychelles Islands are easy to get to and easy to navigate. So again, when I come back, we're going to have 
some interviews of my experiences throughout my seven days here in the Seychelles. This is Traveling Culturati. We explore cultures and destinations. We share travel news and travel tips to keep you well informed and prepared for your next travel adventure. So go ahead and up your travel game with Traveling Culturati. Visit TravelingCulturati.com for more information. Welcome back to the Traveling Culturati. I'm your host and travel pro, Javon Harley. Head on over to the website, TravelingCulturati.com. Join the travel club. And you know, I really want you to follow me on social media. We have some wonderful discussions and posts and destinations. And I want you to share what you're doing as well. Show us where you're traveling to, how you travel, your experiences, all of those things. I am in this beautiful place called the Seychelles. Yes, super excited to be here. And today we are being hosted by Hilton Brand Resorts. And uh, we're at one of their properties. And I have the pleasure of the general manager, Andre Borg, joining me right now to tell us a little bit more about the Hilton brand and in the Seychelles. Well, hello and welcome to Traveling Culturati. Bienvenue. Welcome to Silhouette. Pleasure to have you. Uh, thank you so much. So which island are we on now? So this is Silhouette Island. It's actually the third largest island in the group of islands of uh, the Seychelles. We are just 12 kilometers away from Mahe. It is one of the largest uh, national parks in the Seychelles, and it's enveloped within a marine park as well. So we're really immersed in nature here. Now we came by jetty. Is that the only way to get to the island? You can get through that jetty. We have a number of boats departing and arriving that jetty, which are also run by the resort. Or you can come by helicopter. Ah, helicopter, straight from, uh, straight from the airport, basically. Straight from the airport. Uh, well, that would, I think, cut off a lot of time. Exactly. You can also go to various islands by helicopter. So if you are doing a discovery of the Seychelles, you can leave or arrive from Silhouette from various other islands. Now, tell us more about the property here. What style, how many accommodations, what type of accommodations, activities, and how much of the island do you occupy here? So we only occupy 7% of the island. The rest is all nature and it's all national park, so it is protected. We have 111 villas, and 55 of them are right on the beach. So you wake up in the morning and you see the beautiful ocean in front of you. And then we have a number of special villas with pools. Some are facing the mountains and some are facing the sea. But accommodation is one part of this beautiful island. In my opinion, what makes it special are the activities. So we have the most amazing hikes and trails, beautiful snorkeling and diving spots. And then we really celebrate nature. We have artists always in-house. We really cook, you know, the nice cuisine food and locally procured items from Seychelles. And we have bicycles so people can just roam around the island and, and do whatever is pleasing. And we have the most wonderful spa, in my opinion, in the destination. Well, no destination is complete without a wonderful spa. It's my first activity that I always do when I go to a destination. Exactly. It's just wonderful to do that. Now, there are some other there are inhabitants here on the island. Yes, there are still around 30 inhabitants on the island, so uh, they are usually working for the island, They're doing various jobs that are required to keep this island pristine. And of course, they are very much part of our hotel family as well. 
And I understand that you have a lot of programs that you offer as the Hilton brand to the people who live here. I was given a little bit of that information as we were walking from where we arrived through the village and to the beach here. Can you tell us a little bit more about some of those initiatives that you have? We're very proud of our Fitir program. So this is something we started after COVID. You know, we have kind of revisited our priorities in life and in business, and we really want to start building the leaders of tomorrow. So we started this academy, which offers programs for Seychellois. They don't need to be from Silhouette, of course, um, to come and immerse themselves for a four-month program in the property. So they work and learn. And after four months, they are given opportunities in the hospitality industry in one of our six properties, or they can also venture out. So we're very proud of this program. Now we are going to intensify it with more art. So what you were doing this morning will be also offered to these students so that they can immerse themselves and really learn more about the culture of tourism of Seychelles so that when visitors come, they actually get the real Seychelles experience. And it's called Fit Tour. What does that mean? It's the future. So the Future Academy. Ah, okay. Wonderful. Now you said six Hilton properties. Tell us a little bit more about the other properties that you have here in the Seychelles. We have some wonderful properties. So we have North Holm on Mahe, which is a boutique property with a great legacy, beautiful villas. It is an adult-only property, so fantastic for those who want to have the romantic time on the Seychelles, which is, of course, very popular in the Seychelles. Um, we have Mango House in the south, which is more vibrant, focused a lot on the cuisine. And it used to be a house of a very famous artist called Gianpaolo Barbieri. So we very much live the life, the culture of a house where guests are invited to come in the evening and taste the Barbieri cocktails and network and enjoy themselves in this beautiful property. And we have a double tree Alamanda which is also in the south and this is situated on a beautiful beach and people there are really encouraged to go out and discover the Seychelles because it's quite central, it's in a beautiful area where there are lots of art galleries and farms and places you can go and discover on your own. And coming soon we have the Canopy which again is a nice vibrant property right on the beach of Anslamush and I think that will really bring life to Anslamush which is really needed right now. And of course the most uh, wonderful of all is the Waldorf Astoria Platte Island which will be opening in February. Um, which is just a magnificent property on a private island and what really stands out there is the marine life. So we call it a marine safari because just off your villa you can already, it's as if you're snorkeling, you can already see all the turtles coming in to nest, you can see beautiful rays and little sh families of sharks coming in and out and then the fishing is going to be extraordinary. There's a fly fishing opportunity which is very very special in the Seychelles. Sounds fantastic. And you've already given us some wonderful opportunities and activities since we've been here. I went to the cooking demonstration for the palm. And what was interesting for me is that we, of course, get heart of palm in the United States, but often it's overly marinated or yes. brined in a can or in a jar. And to taste it fresh is truly amazing. And I was able to talk with the chef here. But we're also looks like we're setting up for some rum tasting. So tell us a little bit about the island rum. Well, rum is one of the most special alcoholic drinks produced in the Seychelles. I think it's a signature. It is part of the cultural journey within the Seychelles. So we like to celebrate with rum. But just touching also on the food, what 
What we do apart from cooking the traditional food, which we do very well in Grancas, which is the original house of the Duban family that owned the island a few years ago, we are really discovering and procuring items from the Seychelles and this is very important you know we want our guests to eat the free-range eggs from Seychelles during breakfast we want them to taste the pork of Seychelles to taste the beautiful fish that is around uh, the rat snapper and all the rest of it so we are focused a lot and executive chefs meet on a regular basis to share their discoveries the farmers the fishermen the people around the Seychelles that need also our support for them to flourish. I will share the video of this interview, and you can see the beautiful backdrop. But for those of you who are just listening to me, just an earshot away, you have to just imagine the beautiful ocean backdrop. We're sitting here on the beach, awaiting some of the other guests to come, about to do our rum tasting at this beautiful property. Andre, thank you so much for hosting us and showing us your property. time on the Seychelles and on Silhouette. Thanks again. I am here on Silhouette Island at the bar with the restaurant supervisor, Flavio, who's giving us a rum tasting. And how many rums are we tasting today? It's uh, six rums. So six different rums. So what was the progression of what you started us with and what was the last one? So the, thank you so much. So the previous one, this is the original one, just plain rum. And the dark one, it's a spicy rum. Made with uh, caramel, vanilla, cinnamon, and papaya. And this is a 43% out of alcohol. It's very popular in the Seychelles, a big seller in the Seychelles. So this is very famous. The most of the people drink this one with uh, Coca Cola and Diet Coke. But from my side, I prefer to drink this one with ginger ale. It's quite spicy. The, the first one that you had was Rum Blanc. It's a white rum. What is the flavor profile on that one? So the wet rum, it's better to mix this one with uh, pineapple juice and cola. Okay, and so you have different ones. The brand is Takamaka. That's a local brand. Yeah, it's a local brand. It's a local brand. So this is the local rum. So it's made in the rum distillery, free uh, brewer distillery on Main Island, on Mahe. It's called Saint André. So this uh, distillery, Takamaka distillery, it was been operating since 2020 by Dofe Brewer. It's Rachel and uh, Bernard. And so rum is very popular on the island. What is the main ingredient for your rum here on the island, in addition to the different spices that change the different flavor? But what's the base? The base is sugarcane and water. So, and then I put some different spicy the juices from the fruit, fruit juices, and the, some of the spring water. I do like this spicy one. That one was quite nice. It had some ginger and I could taste the cinnamon as well. So thank you so much for sharing the rums with us. Very much appreciated. I'll taste some more a little bit later. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you and have a great day, ma'am. Okay, folks, I just want to let you know that we're on a nature walk through, if you can tell me the name of the area that we're in again. We are in the Valley de Me. It's one of our prime forests. It's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. And our lovely guide is... Dora. <laughs> Thank you, Dora. <laughs> and you see this palm there, like a prickly purse. There is uh, the flower that you see hanging up, the Florences. It's the palmis that we call it the millionaire salad, heart of palm. So human being, they sacrifice the palm just to get the whitey part in the middle. You have to peel it. Inside, there's a small, tiny heart that you do salad. 
So you sacrifice a pound for their hearts. Uh, the flower that you see, the florences, it will go inside a prickly purse for the bird not to interfere when it's not ready to be open. Okay. So it's one of our palm, one of our endemic palm that we have here. So also in addition to Dora's wonderful voice, we also can hear some of the birds that are here too. So I do have a question about the coco de mer. It is a fruit, yes. and it is edible. Yes. Is it a percentage that can be consumed, and then a percentage that's preserved? No, all coco de mer is preserved. If any local people, they got caught with the coco de mer, it depends how many they have in their possession. They might go to prison, 10 to 15 years in prison, or they might pay a fee. It depends how many they have with them. Yeah, so I want to say to you, if you come here, don't try to take one home. <laughs> There's going to be a major penalty they, they for that. They can take one home, but they will sell them an empty seed. They will cut it straight in the middle, remove out the kernel inside, glue the shell back together for us not to be able to plant it in our garden. The same law, it's applied for us Seychellois people if we want to buy one for souvenir. They sell you an empty So one. is it okay for us to take back yes, a souvenir? they will give you a certificate to pass by the immigration, yeah. It's, uh, and it probably okay. means it's quite expensive. Yeah, it will cost 5,000 Seychelles rupees in euros. It's about 350, 375 in dollars. It will be around 400 hmm. dollars. Only for souvenir, but it's a souvenir that will last you forever. Yeah. It will not fade away. It will always be there. This is a young cocodeme palm, the size of the leaf. It's because here there's no sun. Everyone is fighting up to go and look for the light. And cocodeme, they don't drink from their roots. Depends on rain. When rain falls, fall into their leaf and go straight into their trunk, into their roots. Then drink up and filter down. Nice and cool in here. Yeah, that's the female. Ah, okay. You see, you see on your hardship on the palm. And this is a piece of the capkin. Capkin. Pull and go like this. As uh, the capkin, the male, they do have holes. Of course, they will get humidity. After a while, they will lose all the pollen. They will be going straight to compost. Hmm. But every three to four months, there will be a new capkin growing back with the male. Same for the female. This is the fruits. And that's the seed. That's the biggest and heaviest seed in the world. This and this, they look alike, but different form. The only difference with this one and this one, this one is inside the envelope, like you can see on the palm. Not all the ovule will be ovulate. Why? Otherwise, there will be no other space for the other to be open, and it will be too heavy. This is way heavy. Yes. Wow. The biggest one we have collect so far, it's 42 kilo for the record. Oh. Mom, you can try it. Oh, oh wow. That you is see? heavy. Yes. <laughs> And this is why on the branch you can see not all the ovary will be ovulated. It will be too heavy for the branch to handle. Mm. But every six months there will be new ovary coming out. And maturity for a coco de mer we have to wait it six to seven years. And is it unique to this island? Yes, unique to Prale. We have 115 island, ma'am. Coco de mer, they grow only on two islands in Seychelles. Prale and Curious Island only. Mahe, Botanical Garden, Jardin Jiwa, Ladig, and Silhouette, all the granitic it's been planted. And we can have twins coco de mer. We can have triplet coco de mer. As you can see, this one is flat. It was a twins. And we don't have identical coco de mer. 
they all are unique. They all have their own ship. No identical kokodemi. Even though it's heavy, inside no water, no coconut milk. Inside, at the beginning, eight to nine months, it's a jelly. It's like an aloe vera. It's eatable, but it's forbidden. But it has to be eaten between eight to nine months. You need to climb the palm to get and get it. Once it falls down, it's a kernel. It's not eatable, it's too hard. They use the kernel to make perfume with the cocodime. Until now, nobody has died with a cocodime on the head. No, <laughs> no one. one. <laughs> yeah, because it's a very intelligent palm. It will be the leaf that will go straight. And the cocoa, when they change the color of the envelope, they will follow the leaf and fall close to the stem. So it's like it cushions it. Yes. Ah. A normal coconut, it will kill you because they go in different directions. Hectare for the part, it's 19.5 hectare. We have three trails, 1.7 kilometer, 2 kilometer, but everywhere it's the same vegetation. It's only the distant one is longer than the other. And we do have a shelter. It's not viewpoint, it's more a shelter because you don't see the ocean view, you see more the valley view. So now it's my turn, I will have questions for you. Okay. <laughs> this one is a beautiful female. And can you tell me why they grow in different area? You can see on the left, on the right, down, on top. Any idea why they grow like that? Is it because of the different leaves? So no. that no? Okay. I give you a second chance, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have boyfriends? <laughs> is, it, is it gecko driven? Uh, no, she's very pretty because she doesn't have any enemy. The way the cocoa grows on the palm is to balance the palm. Ah, okay, because of the weight. Weight, yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you look up there, we have bulbul. Bulbul? Yeah, straight on the branch there. There's a bird there. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah Seychelles bulbul, endemic to Seychelles, not only on Prale. We can spot it on the granitic uh, island where of Seychelles. Are you? I just had you. There we go. I got you. Bulbul. So bulbul is the one that's joining our broadcast today. Yes. <laughs> in the forest, you're not going to... It's a rainforest, but it's not like we are in the zoo. You're not going to hear a lot of noise of animals everywhere, no? Birds sometimes. Problem, we don't have fruits and we don't have inner flower. Because we are granitic island, in our soil there's a lot of rocks. It takes time for things to grow. Mm. Our neighbor, Mauritius Larignan, Madagascar, they are volcanic. It's more soft, they grow more than us. I don't know if you know this fruit. Not endemic to Seychelles, it's from Asian country. Yeah. It's a very high source of protein, very popular in Europe nowadays for the vegan. It's a replacement for meat. Uh, how long ago Jackfruit. did they plant them here? Once it was in the botanical garden in the 18, they brought it because at that time there was no sea variant. A lot of people come mm -hmm. with a lot of spice, plants, and in the forest also. Hopefully, we might spot it. Our national bird, which is Seychelles black parrot. Oh, this is one of our endemic palm also. We call it Latanilla, or we can call it steel palm. This is their trunk, they stand on their roots. This is not mangrove, because mangrove, they need water to grow. This one grow on top and go down. And they do have a fruit, like grapes, like olives, mm. on top. It's enabled by the bird. Latanier lat, or steel palm, or we can call it steel roots. These are the six endemic palms that we have in Seychelles. Six endemic. 1940. Government brought it. 1966, they declared it a nature reserve. December 1983, 
we became the World Heritage of the UNESCO. And this Saturday coming, we'll celebrate 40 years anniversary of the UNESCO World Heritage. We are the smallest World Heritage site in the world on the sides of the forest. In the lifespan for a cocodeme, they can live to 200 years to 300 years, but it's the female who live longer. The male die earlier. But once a male or female fall down, it will not grow back. But the bowl, the roots of the palm itself will not disappear, only it will just not to grow. This is Seychelles Pondanus, and it starts from here, and this is one of the roots. There's an own English name that they can call it a screw pine. Because with the leaf, there's screw that you need to remove. And this pandanus, we use the leaf, we braid it to do hats and bags that you see in the souvenir shop. Seychelles pandanus. And it's uh, one of our endemic uh, trees that we have. It's not family of palm. And if you look straight there, on the capkin, there is a green gecko. You see the male? Okay. Yeah, I see the... Oh, oh the black parrot. Oh, that was the black parrot? Yeah, I thought it was, it was a bat. <laughs> Here. It's amazing how you found that. You'll have to follow me on social media so that you can get the visual of our tour as well. They flew over us. Yeah, they flew over uh, us. And it's our national bird, and you will spot it only on Praley Island. Hmm. And they are not big, they are very small, but the beak, the legs belong to a parrot. Well, hopefully. And they are not really black, they are mostly brown. Uh, hopefully we'll get another chance to see them. Maybe we disturbed them and they flew off, but there was a pair. Yeah, there was a pair. There's another gecko. Oh, I see. Yeah, that one, I, that one I see. This tree here, it's all spice. In one leaf, we got four spice. Originate is from India, not from Seychelles. It was brought. Oh, wow. That's very aromatic. Yeah, we got cinnamon, pepper, cardamom, and cloves four in one and we use it a lot in curry and in uh, rice. Mm. This is the tree, all spice. Mm. We don't use the bark like we use in cinnamon. The bark will fall down. We use only the leaf that you see above the green yellow leaf. Yes. The tiny little one, that's what we use uh, in uh, specially yeah. curry, rice. And if you look up, we have a Seychelles blue pigeon. Oh, I think I see. Yes, with a red head, mm -hmm. white neck, and navy blue. Seychelles blue pigeon. Not only on Praline, you can spot it, you can spot it on the granitic island of Seychelles. There's another one just uh, arrived. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a uh, blue pigeon, or they can call it Dutch pigeon because our ancestors at that time they thought it looks like a Dutch flag. <laughs> 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 this one also is endemic. We call it Lactanje Fey or Leaf Palm. This is what our ancestors use in the past for the roof of the house. And it can last for 10 to 15 years on the roof. Nowadays, it costs a fortune. It's more used by the hotel. But to be efficient, you need to cut the leaf when it's green. In that way, when it's dry, it will go straight straight. Because if you collect it when it's dry, it's already been broken and it will not be useful. But you okay. need to put many layers uh, to make it big for the rain not to come into the oh. house for human beings, they will always put awareness because this palm is a danger. You can see there's ah, two okay. leaves. Yeah. Two leaves, it's trying to be going down. Of course, there will be cocoa that will go down okay. with the leaf. It takes 15 to 20 years for a cocoa to form his trunk. Once we see the trunk, we don't come the leaf to know the age. You come the ring to identify the age. Each ring, it's one leaf one year and inside it's 
hollow. hollow. Yeah, because it's like bamboo, like banana. It's so fiber inside because the way they drink their water to go down. And Kokodeme, 96% the other one who take all the rain for them. You can see the size of the leaf. Yes. Looking for light, like an umbrella. And in a year, they kept two meter cube of water inside them. In that way, if there will be no rain, it's not a problem for them. In their reservoir, they already have their water storage. Yeah. This is a young one, one year starting. Ah, okay, I see it. A lizard, and this is endemic. What skinsk. is it called? Brown skinsk. Endemic to Seychelles, it's a lizard, it's in the family of reptiles. Yes. Well, I hope that you enjoyed coming along on this nature walk with me. Again, make sure that you follow me on social media when we air this segment so that you can get a visual of it as well. And I want to thank Dora for her wonderful tour as well. Very knowledgeable and, again, an eagle eye. And myself, I would like to thank you for listening to us. Like she said, follow us on the social media. I'm with... Guillaume Albert. Guillaume Albert. Okay. It's and very French. <laughs> but it's, uh, as I say, but also of origin. African, French, British, Chinese, Indians. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Where are we located? We're located at Private Nature Reserve of Cap Lazar in uh, southwest of the island. And this place has been entirely dedicated for nature preservation and cultural preservation as well because we sort of kept it in its uh, ancient state and we've actually reintroduced in one place a botanical garden where we feature all the rare endangered and endemic plants of the Seychelles. Here we've created some nature trail. We do well-being yoga and hiking experiences and we also have a sustainable farming where we grow our own fruits and vegetables and we serve it in our restaurant. This is also a, a trendy bar and restaurant but we keep it very rustic. We don't have enough local Creole restaurants so we want to do not only a very authentic experience of our local culinary dishes which is very vast and goes many years back and we try to keep it very authentic and the most important part is to keep fresh products. What um, can we expect tonight? Tonight I think you will be introduced to our famous coconut wine called uh, the Kalu. It's used from fermented sap from the heart of the coconut tree and you will expect especially our ancestral dance, the Mutia, which is something that we want to reproduce here on a weekly basis because here on this property you get a feeling of the outer island lifestyle because we made sure that we kept this place isolated from the modern world. So our Mutia dance, some may know, has just been recognized by the UNESCO as an uh, intangible world legacy. So for such a small nation, it's a pretty high achievement. So, and you will see it, it's all about putting your most colorful clothes, a bit like this, and uh, dancing around a bonfire on the beach and putting all your emotions in your chants, a very ancient chant. So it goes back to our African roots, but it's got an aesthetic of its own, and uh, you shall see it later. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I hope you are enjoying today's show and interviews of my experiences throughout the Seychelles, having a super wonderful time. And we're going to continue the discussion in the next segment on our culture report. So don't go anywhere. 
This is Traveling Culturati. We explore cultures and destinations. We share travel news and travel tips to keep you well informed and prepared for your next travel adventure. So go ahead and up your travel game with Traveling Culturati. Visit TravelingCulturati.com for more information. Welcome back to the Traveling Culturati. I'm your host and travel pro, Javon Harley. Make sure you head on over to the website, TravelingCulturati.com and join in on the fun because you know we go to some fabulous places. While you're there, join the Travel Club and follow us on social media. So I'm still here in the Seychelles at the Hilton on Silhouette Island, and uh, we have been serenaded with some wonderful drums by Kevin Valentin, and uh, it's giving us some lessons on the drumming as well. But I want to talk to you more culturally about the significance of drumming here in the Seychelles. So the drums, we call it mucha drums, which is made with a wooden frame, round wooden frame, and uh, goat skin stick on it in the past. It's a typical instrument of Seychelles and also used in Mauritius and a little bit in the Arabic world. But the, first, the settlers, when they come, the first slaves, the workers, they didn't have anything to bring with them as instruments. So they fabricate and create an instrument which we call it the muchadrim. So the muchadrim, as we say, it's a frame of wood. We have plenty of woods and uh, we had plenty of animals, but mainly goat skin. Uh, they kill and use the skin, they clean it and stick around it and use to make it an instrument. So, uh, to use instrument, you have to heat it with a bonfire, with fire anyway, because that's a lot, we are surrounded with humidity. And when you heat it, it extends all the humidity and the pitch gets higher. So, and then they use this as a form of instrument to sing, to participate afterwards. So in all the islands, all around the islands, where there was a community, so they used to use this kind of drum to do it. So the mucha drum, that's the one with the very the wide, it's the big frame one. And that was the one that you gave us some demonstration. Yeah, uh, typical Seychelles. It's typical Seychelles. So how often is that used overall in music? Yeah, we can use it in the recordings nowadays. We use it to record songs and we can use it uh, in different form anyway. Now you said that the process of the bonfire stretches it and dries it out and gives a higher pitch sound. So how does that sound differ from, for example, Congos, which is something that I'm familiar with? Not that different, but Congo, you can tune it, but this you have to heat it and then you use uh, noise or ear to tune it. Yeah? But so, it gets up to that tune. Okay, so do you use the entire surface when you're playing it or are there certain areas that you get different sounds? entire surface with different sound according to the position of your finger. Now you're here with some other drums and instruments. Can you tell me a little bit about those? Uh, those we call it jambe and jambe mainly come from Africa all over. I don't know exactly where but Africa and nowadays with the modern form we use it in our work, our daily work. As, we, as I say we have to hit the drum with fire so as we are professionally traveling in different hotels doing different performance so you can understand that in the lobby you can't put bonfire in the evening so we have to use another means of drums so that's the jambe and as you can see that's jambe this one is made from Madagascar with the tied with ropes to tune it and another jambe with uh, tuning steel steel frame that's exactly like conga like uh, bongo so we can tune it as we perform 
on a professional basis. Okay, can you give me a little sample of the one you have in front of you? Which one is that? Same, same, same. This is a jambe. That's the jambe. Okay, give me a little sample of that. I can play a mucha rhythm on the jambe. Okay. A different rhythm, okay, but I do a mucha rhythm, I do a variety of rhythm just now. Okay. You can play walls or one, two, three, one. 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 Or can do profit Fantastic. Thank you so much. Such thank a pleasure. So Looking forward to hearing you play some more music a little bit later. Thank you. Thank you. Eric Renard. And uh, what is your title here? What is it that you do here? Uh, me, I mean, I'm the general manager of uh, DMC, okay. uh, Creole Travel Services. And our owner owns this property, hmm. uh, which is Caplaza Nature Reserve. And uh, we do uh, preserve tortoises, like you can see. We have other animals. We have a farm on the property. It's about 35 acres of nature. On Mahé, it's unique because it's the only place on Mahé where you can find so many of them. We have more than 50 in one place and uh, we have uh, an agreement with an NGO that looks after them. You know, they tag them, they come and, and see how they grow and so on. They follow them and the way they, uh, they live and so on. So uh, we have here on the property some staff also looking after them and looking after all the property. How many tortoises do you have here? More than 50. More than 55 years, yes. And yes. the oldest? Uh, this I would have to check. But <laughs> definitely more than 80 years, yes. More than yes, 80 yes. years. About them, is it like a family? What is their social structure? You know, the tortoises, they lay eggs, you know, and when they the, the hatch, they, it's not an animal that is really family. It's uh, they're all around, you know, and, and moving around. But we also got some tortoises from private owners because when they are small, it's cute, you know, but when they grow this size, sometimes you don't have the space at home. So our owner also bought some, took some mm -hmm. from private properties in Seychelles because they could not look after them. I see. And so they've just been able to grow yes, here. Exactly. In a, I mean, in where they should be, you mm -hmm. know, and not in a small park. Still, it's a nature reserve, but still you see they have space here. Ah, do they spend any time in the ocean or the sea? No, 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 no. Only, uh, only uh, water, normal water, no, not in the seawater, no. They are not turtles, they are tortoises. Tortoises, yeah. yeah. Do you know how to tell male from female? Yes, uh, the difference between a male and a female, when you look at one turtle, you won't be able to really know. You have to turn it and the shell at the bottom is curved for a male and is flat for a female. That's the difference. So you will recognize a male when the shell is curved, you know that it's a male. Great. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your information. And thank you for the beautiful scenery and environment. Thanks to you. Thank you. My name is Jessica Fonseca. Jessica Fonseca. And you are? 
I'm the granddaughter of the original owner. Okay, so right now we are here at a restaurant called Marie Antoinette, which is in Mahi, actually the capital uh, in Victoria, which is the capital of Seychelles. So you are the granddaughter of the founder of the restaurant. So tell us about the founding of this restaurant. So it started in 1972. My grandmother had just become a widow of 10 children. She was a tour guide at the time, and this place was up for rent, so I think she rented it for very cheap back then. And then she used to bring her clients here and start cooking on the spot for them and then over time she bought the restaurant and that's how it started so for the past 50 years we've kept the menu the same it's been the same food for 50 years lunch and dinner and only when covid happened did we change and add a few things to it but the set menu which you just had is her original menu and we even have the same chef that worked with her on our evening shift um, she's still here as well. Oh, fantastic. And the type of cuisine that you're serving here is Creole. So tell yeah. us a little bit about the cuisine. Authentic Creole cuisine. So on our menu, we have eight dishes. We have the chicken coconut curry, the grilled red snapper, tuna steak, rice, parrot fish fritters and eggplant fritters, coconut chutney, papaya chutney, mango salad, green salad and chilies. And the way we usually serve it when we're not having a buffet is it's brought to the menu like a set menu and then you share between your family. Yeah, so we've kept family style. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, I can tell you that everything was delicious, oh, spicy, but nice. not too spicy really? <laughs> uh, for us tourists. But uh, although I do like heat, really? but try not to make it too spicy so it can accommodate to everyone. And then we give fresh chili on the side if you do like it a bit hotter. Yes, well, I can tell you that everything was delicious. Now, tell me behind the name, why Marie Antoinette? I would like to say it's a cool story, but I think my grandma just liked the name. She used to tell us when we were kids that the queen actually stayed here, and then I grew up and realized the dates don't quite add up. So. <laughs> There isn't a great reason, but that's why. Family stories. We have to love them whether they're true or not, right? And sometimes we just make them true because they've been passed down from generation to generation. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you very much. I'm glad you enjoyed your meal. My name is Robin Etienne. I'm uh, I'm from Starbucks Silhouette. I'm the resort head chef. And so today we're having a cooking class, and you've prepared something very simple but delicious for us. What is that? This afternoon we have a palm heart salad of coconut from the coconut palm. And simple because I have only four or five ingredients in that and refreshing. So what you do, we slice the palm heart with some onion, salt, pepper, olive oil and add some passion fruit vinegar which we make it with passion fruit pulp, sugar and some salt. So the palm comes from what part of the coconut tree? The heart is the top part. So the reason we say call it millionaire salad because you need to chop the whole palm tree for you to be able to get the heart. It's in the middle near the weather bed of fruits. So we need to cut it, open it, so we can get the heart in the middle. Do you need to soak it or marinate it to soften it? No, but the crispy, we need to slice thinly. And it, the crispiness, that gives the extra flavor to the palm. Yes, it is very simple and very yeah, delicious. Yeah, what other uses do you have for the part of palm? Palm heart, you can put it in salad, you can put it in curry, you can even gratinate it. But for me, my personal like is the fusion. So I like to pair it like with the smoked salmon, smoked marlin, prawns, even I will pair it with the truffle. I even truffle, and it's very nice because of the unique taste. Truffle and palm heart have two unique tastes, but the crispiness and the freshness are the wow factor. So what is the natural flavor of the palm? It's sweet, mild, and crunchy. So it's like a coconut. If, you, if I were in the pulp of a coconut, it's a bit similar to the pulp of a coconut, but more sweet. Okay, well, I want to thank you so much for that because in the United States, we usually get it from a bottle or can, and it's very soft because yeah. it's been marinating yeah. for way too long, but this is They're so precious. much fresher and much more tastier. So thank you so much. Thank you for your time, madam, and enjoy your stay.
Thank you so much for joining me today and following me along my adventure through the Seychelles Islands. I didn't get a chance to visit them all, but visiting three of the islands, I had a wonderful experience. And yes, we'll be going to the Seychelles. Just make sure that you sign up for the Travel Club so that you'll know when we're going to go there. Yes. (laughs) And you can be first on the list. I can tell you, you won't want to miss it. And I want to give a special thanks to Tourism Seychelles for inviting me to have this experience in the Seychelles. And, of course, to all of their partners who hosted us as well. This is Traveling Culturati. We explore cultures and destinations. We share travel news and travel tips to keep you well informed and prepared for your next travel adventure. So go ahead and up your travel game with Traveling Culturati. Visit TravelingCulturati.com for more information.